Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. Bryant Heating and Cooling. Whatever it takes. SC Needham Jewelers. Where Utah gets engaged. And by Wingers. They're freaking amazing. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of the Gary Anderson Coaches Show as we are live here at Wingers, a special edition of the show as we come to you live here at uh, at 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. Now, this is all due to the fact that uh, we got uh, Halloween coming up tomorrow. And then also coming up later on tonight, you've got a edition of some uh, – you've got a uh, basketball edition as uh, Craig Smith and his team will kick off their season with an exhibition game coming up. That will start at 7 o'clock. Pre-game show will begin at 6.30. So a busy night of Aggie Athletics and uh, a lot to break down, a lot to look forward to. All right, so – it is BYU week. We'll spend a lot of time talking about that. Kevin White's kind enough to hang out with us today as well. But, Coach, uh, looking back on that Air Force game, certainly um, certainly a game that, that got away from you. And, uh, you know, there's a point in the second quarter or the second half I wanted to talk about a little bit where, where you're down 17 nothing at halftime. You're able to uh, get the first touchdown on that first drive at 17-7. Uh, you force a punt and uh, gets down to the one-yard line, a quick three and out. And I think that was kind of the kind of a microcosm of the entire game, where unable to generate offense, you give them a short field, and then they score a touchdown, and pretty much that was the game at that point. That kind of felt like that was kind of a turning point there in the game. It, it was a huge turning point in the game. You know, the fir- the first half kind of went back and forth. A couple drives we got. You know, we had op- we had some opportunities in the those two turnover drives, uh, but we did. But you're exactly right. We get into halftime, and they kick a whatever that was. 500-yard field goal yeah. into the wind with the wind and goes through. So a 17 nothing come out, do a good job. Um, you know, and we're able to obviously score, make some nice plays. And that was good to see us get the ball up in the air a little bit. And that's – there we were actually – in that game it was better to go into that big win than it was to go with it, I believe. I mean, that's – we played better when we went into the win. Yeah, you threw the touchdown pass. The touchdown pass, the touchdown pass in, yeah. was going in. And so that was big. And then, you know, the, the – just the – it was a crazy game. You know, I mean, if Nick just hits that guy just a quarter of a second earlier, then it's a fumble, and all of a sudden we got the ball on the 50-yard line, and instead we get it on the one-yard line. And, you know, then we go three and out. But the bottom line is you got to punch yourself out of those opportunities. You know, we had a couple times. We ran the ball a couple times, got not much. I think we gained two yards. So it was, you know, third and eight, and we have an opportunity to uh, hit the crosser across the backside, and we hit him a little bit late, and the corner rallies back and tackles the guy, and so we're three or four yards short and punt the ball into a 30-mile-an-hour wind. It goes 35 yards, and then, you know, they come back and score. So we, we've been good in those sudden change situations. If you remember back to Colorado State when it was yeah. tight and we made some nice plays in that situation, the defense got sudden change, got themselves right out of it. We got a couple of those at San Diego State that we did good, but uh, was not the case against uh, – you know, the uh, the Air Force guys this last year, that's a very good team. Um, we can continually learn from it. And, again, as coaches, we just, you know, it's important. We look at ourselves and digest it, look at it, understand where we need to go and, um, you know, f- focus on, you know, how do we get – and there's a lot of people in our league are kind of wondering that same right now is how do we get those guys when they have that much talent to be able to neutralize that offense. And it's all three phases. 
I was going to say, Coach, that, that really is a good Air Force team, perhaps the best that uh, we've seen in maybe two decades over there. That's a really good football team. I was curious about uh, the fullback run. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, you did a, a nice job on the outside, I thought, on the perimeter, but the fullbacks really were the, uh, the ones that got you up front. You know what they've done is they've evolved the scheme to the point where, and it's nothing that we hadn't seen before, but it's the inside linebackers now that get really so conflicted um, because of they used to just be the option and they could have an open window and, you know, technical football terms, open window, close window, and you can fill the open window or scrape to the QB lane on the close window. But now they just do the zone blocking in those certain situations and those backers, they get really conflicted on whether to fill the hole or scrape over the top. And that makes it a soft, a little bit of a soft pocket because you've got double teams basically across the board. So you have to be a little bit more dynamic. There's a, you know, there's a, obviously there's a better way for us as coaches to help our kids get prepared for that scenario and that situation. It's a, or you go in the game and say it's going to be 45-42, it's going to be 35-38, it's going to be you know 50-51, to 51, whatever it may be, and that's, way, uh, that's the way it's been in a lot of those games. They've scored a lot of points this year. Uh, the two teams that have played the best was you know Boise. Boise controlled the clock, did a tremendous job, got a couple turnovers, and you know uh, did it. And then the uh, Navy team, you yeah. know, yeah. the Navy team did a nice job against them. And those those that's yeah, I guess when you do it all spring ball and you do it all fall camp, you get pretty good at it. So, uh, but yeah, it's 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 highly disappointing to play that way. Um, it's hard to be part of for anybody that uh, has anything to do with any football program when you go through that situation. But that's uh, that's not where we want to be and how we want to play. And uh, we have to learn from it because it is what it is. We're not going to change it. And a young football team has to have that little. You know, at the back of their mind, it's always got to be there when they're training. And us as coaches, it's got to be in the back of our mind. And we'll have an opportunity to play those guys right here in Logan next year. And we'll look forward to that opportunity. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, throughout the course of anybody's career, those games are going to happen. It's how you respond afterwards that really matters. And you've got a big one against BYU in a weird way. Having BYU in an emotional game, does that kind of help a little bit and, and realize, okay, we have no time to to feel bad for ourselves because some guys carry a lot of chips on their shoulder when it comes to BYU. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think about that all the time because you always get asked that question when you have a game that didn't go your way, whether it's a tight game, uh, you know, the LSU game, the the Wake Forest game, and it's 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 everywhere you go when you get asked, oh, how are the kids? Are they going to be okay? How are they reacting? Trust me, the kids bounce back faster than anybody, way faster than I do. Yeah. I mean, they jump back in it, and they're ready to go play. And, and they, they surely don't forget it. But that's everywhere I've ever coached for 32 years now. It's uh, The kids are the ones that always bring back the coaches. And, you know, and, and it's hard. It's hard for fans to be able to go through those situations, those scenarios. And we don't want to go through them at all. But if the fans could actually just walk in and be take for the first 10 minutes of practice, the fans would be like, yeah, let's go get this next game. Look yeah. at these kids work. So kids are resilient. They're tough-minded. Um, and they love to compete, and it's much easier for them to move on to a next game um, than it is for coaches and I would say sometimes even fans, without a doubt. Is there something special in the air when it's BYU week? Absolutely. You know, um, I, I just tell the kids all the time, you know, I was two years old. I was uh, sitting there at the University of Utah, and I was I was told from the time I was two to not like BYU. So um, that's <laughs> – and a lot of these kids – come here and they have to learn that right and a lot of yeah. those kids that go to BYU they have to learn that this is a rivalry game and where it is but if you grew up in Utah anywhere in Utah or you grew up in this environment you understand exactly what the BYU game means um, and I think it's even more powerful now that it is it's a it's a contest that's expected to be very close it's going to be a battle it's going to be a fight every single year um, you know I just go back to the story of Steve Wiley I'll never forget when we knocked him off up here and we beat him um, 
and you know there was that 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 thing called the wagon wheel um, that nobody had seen, and I'm like, <laughs> Steve, where, where's where, how do we what, what about this wagon wheel thing? He's like, Coach, I I don't know, man, I I don't know what what the deal is, and so we go down talk to BYU, and you know nobody could find the thing. I'm like, come on, guys, the wagon wheel's somewhere. You got to be able to find this thing. It's somewhere. And as Wiles told the story, is so he got in his in his truck and drove that thing down to Provo and pulled up to the athletic office, and uh, they eventually found the wheel and he dusted it off as he said as he put it and uh, cleaned it up for us and, and brought it back for us so and ever since then now the wagon wheel is obviously a big thing again so uh, it's awesome that Utah State could make that and the kids in the program could make that a big thing again and where is the wagon wheel right now it's in our office yeah, yeah. No, it's been yeah. there for a couple yeah. years now yeah. hasn't it yeah it has been yeah <laughs> so the wagon wheel's there so we'll, uh, we'll now it's getting been dusty because it's been sitting there for a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coach, going back uh, again to, to Air Force, I mean, when you look at the, the three losses this year, those three combined teams are 20-3. and three. I mean, so those are three good teams that you've lost against. But I'm curious, as you get into a week like this, after ha- what happened, especially offensively, what happens in those offensive rooms this week when you, you get in those kids, in to visit with those kids? Are their eyes good? Are they, are they really locked in? What do, you, what do you see out of the kids this week? Absolutely locked in, and I think it's important to discuss um – with the kids the situation the scenarios and let them understand hey this is this is where we're at this is how close we may be, may be how far we may be uh, we have to be able to improve there uh, and that's what you do as a coach with the kids and you sit down and you talk to kids and communicate with them and make sure that they are held responsible and the coaches are also held responsible for where we're at what we're doing um, and why things went the way they went and so that's the first step the second step is as a coaching staff is to get into the room and say okay how can we help them right I mean you, you can go through the year and the first game it's like I always say that first game is way different than now if Wake Forest played us tomorrow and and had a week to prepare for us now they play us way different than they did the first game just just way everybody else is playing us right now and the key to that is understanding that hey you know we're gonna we're gonna load that thing up and we're gonna play with the a front that's gonna um you know play physical and tight and heavy and force you to be able to uh, to throw the ball and you got to make some plays in the throw game and that's kind of where we sit and so it's our job to develop the scheme to let it grow and hopefully have some tweaks and some scenarios that allows us to be successful as a as an offense because as a whole as an offense we've you know we declined as the year has gone on no one can run away from that fact and nor do we as a football team a group of coaches or a group of players we are not playing as well as we were at wake forest and there's a reason for that yes it's credit to our opponents at times um it's a and and it's self-inflicted at times. So we need to fix that. And you know, we catch the ball, take care of our stuff, let the let the quarterback have time to throw the ball. We have a great quarterback, offensive line, protect them. Okay, give them a little bit more. I've said it before. I sound like a broken record, but you know, wide receivers catch it when you have an opportunity. And all of a sudden, you know, it becomes a special opportunity and a special day when we're able to get that done. And where we sit with our offense at this point, that's who we are. The quarterback has to steer the ship, and the kids around him have to make plays when he gives them the opportunity. When you're playing the spread offense. You know, it's funny how some years just kind of evolve and, and, and take it on a different life of its own in, in terms of your opponents. And I know that you'll never in a million years use this as an excuse, but you go by and you look at your 
win-loss record of the opponents that you face this year. Um, you, you played one of, if not the most difficult schedule in the country right now based on wins and losses. Yeah. And, and every year, you know, sometimes you think teams are going to be good and they're not good. <laughs> and sometimes a team that you think isn't yeah. going to be good ends up being good. But yeah. right now, it, it's you You played a murderer's row of teams so far. Yeah, there's really good teams. I mean, obviously, when we played Wake, I thought they were going to be good, and they were very good. And, you know, LSU speaks for themselves. You can't get, yeah. ra- can't get ranked any higher than they are right now. Yep. So, um, you know, and then I think yeah, Air Force is very good. Look at San Diego State. You know, San Diego State's good. Colorado State's got some mojo going now. So in our conference on our side, there's some really, really good teams, and we're going to keep playing those teams. Yeah. It's like I, I tell you, you're, you're sitting right now. It's the first four games, and we're the last one of the second you know, the second series of the season to get to game eight, and game eight is, is a big game. We're sitting here with the rivalry game. It's BYU. It's the only game that matters right now is that game. And then we're going to get ourselves back into the conference race for four, and it's going to be a race for four once you get to that spot to see where it is. And, you know, you're going to be in the thick of it when you get to that point. But right now, only thing that matters is that game on Saturday. And let's get to 8 o'clock Saturday night and get ready to play. Love it. Let's take a quick break, come back. We're con- we'll continue on here on the uh, Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It's also your chance to show your Aggie pride at any Winger's location. Use your Aggie Visa card to pay for your meal and receive a free dessert. Plus, you'll be entered to win an Aggie football package, including tickets to the, game home, the next home game. Stop by any USU or Golden West Credit Union branch to pick up your Aggie Visa card. Congratulations to Colton Fairchild on being selected as this week's winner. USU Credit Union will be reaching out to you as you redeem your prize. More of the Gary Anderson Coaches Show next on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We're just about an hour away from uh, getting some Aggie basketball started. We'll be live up there at the Spectrum pregame show with myself and Lance Beckert. It'll start about 6.30 and tip-off set for 7 o'clock. It's that time of year. You have football and basketball going on at the same time. Kiss the family goodbye. We won't see them for another month or two. So, uh, all right. So, Coach, you sit at 4-3 and three on the season. You got a big one against BYU. And I think, you know, we're a little bit past the halfway point, but I think it'd be kind of fun to go through and talk about some position groups and see where you're at, where your expectations are, if they've met those expectations, and maybe look ahead on some levels of improvement and growth that these position groups can have. Uh, but let's start uh, Let's start on the defensive side and the group that you've worked with uh, very closely this year. Let's start uh, right up front with that defensive line. So we're going to be brutally honest, right? Yeah, we're going to do. Yep, we're in the. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Halfway through, a little report card. Um, yeah, so I think the defensive line has done a nice job to adjusting to the multiple packages Justin's using. They've been unselfish with uh, understanding that they're not going to play 60 reps because we have enough kids to roll those guys through, and that may not seem like a big deal, but that is an adjustment for a competitor to understand to to get that done. Um, we've been pretty good against the run. I think we've been adequate against the pass rush. Our goal is 30 sacks in a year. We're at 15, I believe we set at right now as a total um so we're you know we're uh, a little bit behind schedule there i would say a couple sacks behind schedule as far as where we need to be we need those guys to create some more turnovers uh we need some big hits on the quarterback that gets the ball out and yeah. uh gives us a chance to be able to get it so i would say that we're uh, playing the run game as a defensive front um well if you take out the air force game which would have been an f um and an f for coaching right and i'm involved with those guys too so i'm not just putting that on the kids i'll put that on the coaches also and myself uh but the other games they've been very solid done a nice job um in, in a group that should be that way because they are experienced they're tough they're leaders and they play hard let me ask two questions about that, Coach. Uh, um, you've been able to rotate in 
guys a speed package, sort of a Dalton Baker and, and Jacoby on the inside and then rotate them back to the outside and yep. then get heavier up front. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what that rotation, what, what causes you to go to some of those different packages, and then maybe talk a little bit about uh, the impact of Nick Henniger yep. out there that's uh, probably your leader in tackles for loss or, or even sacks. Yeah, it's been um, – so that package is basically – you're exactly right. It's to get some speed on the field. And the good thing is is you can't run those packages until you have a good enough base feel of your uh, – whatever your your base defense i guess you would say um so you can expand the package and grow a new package and the defensive backs the corners the safeties the defensive line and the linebackers were ready to do that as we moved into this uh to the last game as far as uh, nevada right that's the first time we kind of broke that package out um it's to get more speed out there um and again that's the defensive tackles that's chris and devon sitting there looking at themselves and saying whoa well, why am i on this package right so that they they get it they understand it and they the tell kids, them to pick up their speed yeah exactly yeah, yeah. lose lose 60 pounds uh, but we don't want them to do that. Yeah. So we want them to keep where they're at. Uh, but it's been, you know it's a, it's a good package. It just causes some hopefully some confusion within uh, protections and what have you. And so it's a, it's a good weapon as long as the kids can execute the plan, which they did a great job in, in Nevada. So we'll see how we can use that moving forward. And you know Nick's been a, a really solid uh, addition. He's a tough-minded kid, extremely smart, intelligent player. Understands you know how we rotated guys uh, a year ago when we were at Utah, and they, he's used to that whole system. As far as the flow of that goes and he's done a very good job and he's just a you know he's he's been through it all in college football and a lot of these kids on this team have been through it all the ups and downs is you know it's crazy to say but the you know the wins and the losses and the good days the bad days the good years the not so good years the hard practices and the you know all the things that have gone through nick's been through all those so i think it really helps we can never forget on this team there's 53 new kids right and those 53 new kids have a gamut of emotion as they go through and right now it's hard for some of those young kids and nick's a great state stabilizer for a lot of those kids let's talk about your linebackers uh, yeah i think woody's played extremely well unbelievably gifted um woody's been woody what you expected and i don't say that with any but uh you know great respect and he's the what's first or second leading tackler in the country um does it his way he's a was a very he's a tremendous player um but I, I'm just so impressed with Kevin, yeah. um, and 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 really more so where Kevin has come in just the way he carries himself and the way he goes about his daily life and his nutrition and the way his body looks and his eyes and you know he's he's just full of life and doing great in school and taking care of his business and he's played very well on the football field and it's very gratifying as a coach when a kid does a nice job on the football field which he's doing and he has a tremendous coach and coach Anna dealing with him every single day and. Um, but to see what he's doing off the field it is is way better than anything he'll ever do on the football field. So I'm very, very proud of him. Um, you know, Justice is on the D-line. Justice is playing outside linebacker. Justice is all over the place. He's done a great job of being a starting defensive end, being a starting stud linebacker for us. He's handled that extremely well. So, you know, I think those guys have, have really grown, and it's been a, a key part. They're great communicators. So uh, I thought those the inside linebackers as well as Justice and the 4-3 have done well. Um, and then Elijah and, and AJ coming in, two freshmen yeah. basically walking in and backing up. Um, they've really grown um, just in the last couple of weeks, which they, they need to. And Kevin's kind of emerged as your your vocal leader. No You're doubt. making all your calls out there as no well doubt. at that backer yep. position. Yep. He's yep. kind of 
evolved into that himself. He, he kind of assumed that. He's kind of the, the quarterback yeah. out there on the, he, on the he, field. Yeah, he really is. And, and you know, Justin Ann is not the – and I don't want to coach just an easy guy to play for. I want a guy that's going to push him and be hard on him. And, and Anna is uh, – he would be a 10 out of 10 on a game yeah, that's, that. He's, grind you. That's, that's, he, that's yeah, the rumor. Yeah, yeah. He, he, pushes, he pushes extremely hard. And But kids understand that there is uh, – you know, the, you get results um, with him. And I go back to even the kids last year with Cody and Chase at Utah, and I watched them develop and, and grow grow underneath Justin and and I've watched these kids grow and develop and it is hard it's hard to play for Justin and you don't wake up and just going to think it's going to be an easy day but uh, he, he turns you into a man um, he's very demanding and if you're not a tough guy at the inside linebacker position you have no chance and if you're not a tough guy you have no chance to play for Justin Ennis so all those kids have really developed within their own personality of playing uh, uh, doing a nice job on the field but really more importantly growing off the field had a lot of different combinations in that defensive backfield. How do you feel like that group's coming together? And and, and another position group where you've had to sprinkle in some youth there, Cam Lampkin, yeah. you know, as a, as a true freshman. Yep, it's been, uh, you know, it's uh, – as the Hadre went down early, we had to go find a, quest, uh, a freshman that would – uh, be ready to go in and play and we had recruited a couple freshmen a cam was a wide receiver and all of a sudden we looked at cam and camp and said cam you got to come over and, and he did and he's been great he'll play there his whole career he'll be i would suspect he'll be an all-conference corner this year he's playing almost every snap as a freshman and you know getting him in and out now that we've got now that cam's healthy again you know cam was had his injuries back and forth and uh and dj was injured there for a while but dj's healthy now so i think dj and cam have really helped um just with the uh the, the maturity of, of Dom, the maturity of, you know, those the Cam coming in and having to be able to play it, within the corner crew has been nice to see. Um, and that, that group has done, you know, a very, very nice job, and they continue to compete. So I, I think we've done good. We've got we've to really help them in recruiting. We've got to help them by numbers as we continue to, to go through and, and get uh, the right guys. We need those bigger, longer guys on the outside, and we need to get the guys on the inside, the, the nickel-type guys, um, to, uh, to be those quick and extremely fast guys. So learn to play some man coverage we sprinkle it in when we need to they've adapted to that well and they've become pretty adept at their uh you know their zone defenses and the safeties are all brand new that's not easy that's a position you've got troy back there and you know cash was playing there early um and uh and got injured so he's been gone so really we've had two healthy safeties and so shack's had to come in and shack's been great troy's been great they've played virtually every single snap um and i think those kids have done a nice job of being physical tough-minded being students of the game the challenge with those two is just to make sure that you know they stay in the moment every single second and that's the challenge for those young men as they continue to grow in that spot. And then we've got to develop some depth. You know, we've taken some, a couple of young guys, Dom's now doubling as a safety, moving back and forth from corner um, with the limited numbers that we have there. And, and, and he's done uh, a nice job. And um, AJ, you know, Carter's done a good job of coming over from wide receiver and, and now being a safety also as a true freshman. So uh, as long as we stay healthy, we've got to keep those two guys in there. We're in a decent spot. That hurt us when uh, we lost Shaq for a couple, three series in that Air Force yeah. game. It was a... That was a huge hit. Um, obviously, we lost Woody, too. Um, and to lose those two in the Air Force game was difficult because they were replaced by true freshmen against Air Force. That's not uh, a great thing to have happen. You know, you talk about it, John, uh, uh, Johnny. Um, is that is that a permanent move, or is that uh, something you'll evaluate at the end of the year? We'll evaluate it with, with him in mind and, and his voice in mind also. Um, I think he's he'll be a great safety. Um, you know, and, and he kind of knows what I think. I think that he'll be uh, not a, a tremendous safety. I think he can be a good wide receiver too. But uh, just his body type and the way he moves and his physicality that he truly has him, and he could be very good at both positions. But uh, 
I, I guess I'll try to sway him into play safety. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's a precedent there that you can you can point to and say, hey, look what we've done for others that have gotten them to the next level. No doubt. And that's kind of when you look at him, you see that, and you see that body type that could be a next level. He'll be a, you know, probably a six one and a half, two 215 pound safety here in another yeah. year um maybe even six two as he continues to grow and you know he's a tough guy i mean he rides bulls right and so yeah. and he's he lassos things and he's a he's a cowboy so he he's a tough guy yeah, there's a sean co- smith give him a call <laughs> yes yeah, exactly a couple other guys out there i noticed that taron adams got a few snaps out there last week as well and uh, and then obviously andre grayson who had such a good game against nevada uh, yeah. he's, he's progressing nicely as well andre's been great at the nickel position had a tremendous game against nevada and you know he's just a lockdown kid that comes every day to compete um does a nice job and um, Taryn is you know he busted his hand and did what he did and he's come back now he missed what six seven weeks did it early in the Wake Forest game so we haven't had him for weeks upon weeks but now he's back getting back into the swing of things don't forget he came in late in camp so he's never really been a part of us for much of a long period of time but he's out there battling and fighting and really quite frankly trying to learn a little bit about our program I think it's a it's a departure for him from what he had at Arizona State and I'm not casting stones at Arizona State in any way shape or form but just you know the, 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 I think the grind of, of our program got to him and now he's pulling out of it he's getting better and understanding oh, okay if I got to do this I got to take care of my business the right way so he's I think he's growing up that way and done a nice job so let's shift gears let's talk on offense uh, we started with the defensive line on the defensive side let's start with the uh, the O-line here as we take a look at this offense the offensive line um, you know Koch was playing unbelievably well before he um, obviously hurt himself, and, and that was such a gigantic loss for us um, at the right tackle position. He's was, uh, and the c- crazy thing is, he's going to be a freshman again next year. So he's going to be, you know, a six-six, three hundred ten-pound freshman that uh, has played a lot of football. He'll be a great one. Will we his. be able to get a medical on him? Perhaps? Yes, because yeah, the rule is is because he he actually voluntarily redshirted his first year. Okay, and and now that he got hurt his second year or his freshman year, you automatically get a medical. Wow. That's the new rule. Okay. So anytime you do that, now if you don't voluntarily redshirt your first year and say you play and then you get hurt, that doesn't fall into place. So it's a good rule in his place. It's awesome. So you're going to have a four for four, you know, big giant out there at right tackle for a number of years and he'll rehab and be ready to go. It's crazy how fast those kids come back these days. So he'll be he'll be ready. Uh, but again, that was a big loss overall in the offensive line. You know, all the freshmen and sophomores right all over the place scattered everywhere you look. That's uh, that's what's playing in those spots. And, um, you know, how it got that way. I don't know, but it got that way. And that's a that's a difficult scenario. Uh, week in and week out for those kids to battle and keep fighting. They've got a great coach working with them, and they're not using any crutches. They're not using any excuses. They're battling their tails off to get better every single week, and they will be absolutely great as time goes on, in my opinion. Um, they, they're not afraid to sit back and say, we have a lot of work to do. We've got to continually battle. We've got to get bigger, stronger, faster. We've got to get ourselves, you know, our body types to where they need to be, but uh, they've worked every day, and they've done some really good things. You know, there's been, don't forget the couple drives when we really needed them in conference games, Colorado State and we needed him and G Bright went off for two two drives in a row and broke a bunch of tackles but they did their job also same thing at San Diego State when we drove down the field you know we were ready to ice the game and you know we, we missed, sorry don't we missed the field goal yeah. <laughs> anyway at that He's point but season. we still won <laughs> yeah. we still won so away we go yeah. at the end of the day but um, the, you know there's, those moments are, are there and they're, they're awesome to see because they grow so much from that um, 
and you know, the pass protection, we just got to understand that if people are going to get real physical with us on the pass protection, we have to be creative on how we try to coach them to try to give them a chance. And that's mm-hmm. what we're feeling now. We're feeling, you know, we're not feeling people trying to run around our edges and do things. We're feeling people saying, okay, we're going to run right through your face. And stop us and that's what we're going to get this week that's what we got against air force and we're going to get it again um so we've got to be able to make sure that as a scheme we try to help ourselves you know get the ball out jordan get the ball out jordan get the ball out jordan because your count can't be thousand one thousand two thousand three thousand can't do that you got to it's got to be a thousand one thousand two let's go and uh that's where we live and that that's that's just know who you are right and that's the good thing but those kids have battled and fought every single day and they're working to get better i'm proud of their production and, and how hard they work I know you talked earlier in the week about uh, can you hold it for just another split second? Can you give it just a little bit more effort? Yeah. Is that something you've reinforced this week with those kids? Absolutely. Just, just a little bit more. Yeah. Talked about, just to talk about straining all the time in football, right? And, and we have. We don't look at the tape and say, oh, my goodness, we're not playing hard. There's, not a, there's a loafs out there. But you always ask for just a little bit more if, if you can, especially when you know, we're in the positions that we are in certain spots because you don't know where that last little inch is going to make such a big play for us as we go through. And in some cases, you know, strain a little bit more. It might be Jordan get rid of the ball just that much faster, yeah. right? That's a strain too and it might be the wide receiver we break his route off a little bit early so Jordan can get the ball out a little bit earlier and a little bit cleaner so all straining does sometimes it means just push a little harder on that offensive line the defensive line grind a little more it might be in other positions it might be a little bit more mental strain a little more to get pre-snap awareness of what coverage they're in wide receiver tight end same thing for a linebacker where are they at what this what does this formation tell my brain before the ball snap that's all straining and I think that you know that's that's learning football that's we call it football school and we work hard on it all season long and that's that's the message of football school this work is is this week excuse me is you know just strain a little bit more let's talk about your wide receivers and tight ends you bring in Caleb Rabb CLC Mariner they've had they've had big moments uh, throughout the course of the season where do you think those groups are at right now wide receivers have uh, have been productive but way too many drops Um, and that's it's been it's something that's really hurt us and especially when we've had a chance to be able to get some momentum at times um and it, it's uh, you know, there's been some daggers out there, and, it, and we're not going to say one drop is okay. So we're not going to sit back and accept, oh, that's going to happen or this and that. We're just we're not going to not with the way uh, we need our receivers to catch balls in the spread offense. And are they never going to drop a ball? No, but the, the big drops have hurt us. Yeah. Um, if you go to the first drive of the Nevada game, uh, the drop over the middle of the field, it would have been what on the 15 yard line. That's that's a big drop. And but we've made some tremendous plays also, right? Some great catches. I go back to Wake Forest and CCOC tiptoe that one on the sidelines there. C.O.C. and Caleb, I think, have been very, very good uh, additions um, and and need to be more this as we go through these next five games. If we're going to have a chance to reach some goals and, you know, you have this time of year, you look at your goals and your first goal is to obviously get yourself in a position to be bowl eligible. The second one is to continue to be in a spot to play those meaningful games in, in, uh, in November and fight for a conference championship. And uh, those two young men are going to be need, needed to be highly involved um, uh, as we continue to grow through, they'll make great plays for us. I think Savon has really grown in the wide receiver spot. DT's done a great job. Jordan's done a nice job at the slot position. Those are two really good slots inside that cause some problems for people. And I think DT has a lot of big playmaking ability that's still out there for him along with Savon. So we just have to th- throw it 
catch it and be a you know that, that's who we're going to be as we yeah. go through at the end of the day this is, we're not going to hide from it and say we need to throw the ball if that means we got to throw it seven times a game to win then do it let's go ahead and do that thing and um and let's not forget g bright in that throw scheme either because he's a he is he was a wide receiver and he can catch the heck out of the ball and make people miss in space so uh, we'll improve in that area and but i think again they fought hard but we need the production to come out of that group for the offense to move forward you talked a little bit about the drop passes uh, the second possession last week even there was a, a ball over the middle that could have gone perhaps even for a touchdown change the whole one. complexion of that game no yeah what uh, what did if if anything is it a confidence issue or what uh, what do you see out there from those guys that uh, that has led to some of that yeah i don't think it's really a confidence issue the way i think we catch the ball extremely well i'm i don't but i'm not going to sit back and say it's bad luck either i think if you're a coach and you sit back and say well it's just not chips aren't falling our way i think that's a cop out and again you look at it you uh, you address it you watch practice make sure we're going through the um, the roles in practice and make it important. And when you do, when something does take place that doesn't go your way, you need to be held accountable for it. Um, as a coach, you need to be held accountable as a player. You need to be able to sit back and say, okay, so, you know, we, we need to make sure we address those. And we do. We do a good job of addressing those. But a little more, you know, that when, it, when it's an issue, it needs to be addressed a little bit more, right? I mean, that's that's just where we need to be. So, because those are, you're correct, That that that's a big play. If that's not a touchdown, it's 30, 40 yards for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's going to be a big play. And that's, but that's what you need against a team like that we need something to soften them up and say oh my goodness you know these, these dudes they catch a, a quick slant right here and it might go the whole way and that's going to make those backers ease up a little bit and all of a sudden everything becomes easier right but it didn't take place and uh so those are you know and i don't want to sit here and just talk about wide receivers not catching balls they do some tremendous things and make big plays but my point is is we need them if we have any chance to get where we want to go those wide receivers and those tight ends are going to have to be huge as we move forward and we'll talk about the tight ends i'm sure yeah um and then uh and then uh, finally, let's talk about the quarterback. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, Jordan. Jordan has played well, and you sit back, and it's easy when you're just, uh, uh, you know, you don't. You watch the game on the TV, and you watch and you see what Jordan's doing, what all the stuff that comes with it. And, and I tracked every game this week. I went back and I dissected every game, and um, I actually tried to uh, go back on Jordan and. Um, be a defensive coordinator against Jordan Love and I sat down with Jordan and we had that discussion and I told him exactly what I saw and how I would look at him and how I would try to attack him and his offense and um, if I was going to be a coordinator against him because he would be the first guy that I would look at if I was a defensive coordinator say that dude's real and I must do a great job against that guy um, and he played he played well in the Nevada game I mean he had some, some things he'd like to get back absolutely yes but the point of the, matter, the fact of the matter is is he played good under dress he was getting a push on him we couldn't run the football and we didn't do a good enough job of obviously catching the football we needed to and then you put on top of it the weather never use it as, a, as an excuse in any way shape or form but it was difficult to be able to throw the ball um we go back to games before that, and he's played fantastic. Wake Forest, he was off the charts. You know, he did he did his job to make some big plays in the Carroll State game and the San Diego State game. So, um, you know, the things with him is his the, the production of understand what your offense is, young man. Right? Yeah. I think he's going to play this game for a long, long time. And there's going to be years when the NFL, maybe five, six years from now, and he's a starting quarterback where all of a sudden they might not have a great run game, or they might not have, they might have a great run game and they don't have such a good throw game, and all of a sudden it's got to be a play action throw game it's not drop back whatever it may be you need to adjust to your team every single year and so I'm trying to help him do that I know coach Sanford's trying to help him do that because we want more production obviously out of the offense but uh, you know he's kept level-headed which may not be the easiest thing and that may be the biggest thing that we should talk about when talking about Jordan Love in the quarterback position is if he's been phased it's been in a phase that 
Coach, I'm going to work harder to make this thing work the right way. Not, oh, my goodness, what's happened? Where's my production? Woe is me. You know, this isn't happening for me. My guys aren't doing this. My coach isn't doing that. There's none of those things that come with it. He just keeps on grinding and working, and that's it's, he's, he's a fantastic kid, and he's a great quarterback. We need to make sure we uh, continue to work to get him there. Do you sense that, uh, that as you go through that process with him that uh, – is he feeling a little bit of extra added pressure that he's got to do more? Or do you feel like as you talked him through what you would do as a D coordinator against him, that he understood that and said, yeah, this is what I want to do in this situation. Or this is what I'd like to do here. Is it, what kind of response did you get from very, him? Very good. Um, you know, kind of how he always is. You guys all know Jordan as well as I do. He's very just, he's, he's just even keel and he just kind of moves through it in, in a good way, in a very positive way. Um, and I would say he takes the, inter- the, the, the information that you give him. Um, he definitely dissects it. Uh, and and looks at it and understands it there's no doubt about it and after all this 15 pages I had written up for him and showing him where these were passes were and I went through every pass and it was you know for the offense it was basically a positive or negative and whatever all the stuff that comes through it and uh, so I walked him through everything I told him which is a bunch of stuff and uh, but at the end of the day I looked at him at the very bottom and I said okay now here all that's being said there's just three words. Just rip it. And I walked away from him. <laughs> he was like, he's like, okay, coach, I got it. So he's a great kid. Love it. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll talk more about BYU, what to expect from uh, the team down south. Coming up next, you're listening to uh, the Gary Anderson Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. Now, if you have questions for Coach, we'd love to hear from you. Raise your hand. Uh, Ajay will get you the uh, the wireless mic, and we'd love to have any input you have after uh, Utah State gets set for a showdown coming up this week against BYU. Coach, I want to go back down memory lane a little bit. Uh, when you were turning this thing around at Utah State and getting that W against BYU back in, I guess it was a 2010 just how important was that individual game for kind of the growth of the program and getting this thing turned to where you want it to be? Well, it was uh, it was it was a huge a huge deal. Um, big game, big moment. You know, good team. It, it kind of just uh, it gives kids belief that they can do things that they hoped that they could do. Yeah. I guess I would say at that point. Um, but to play the way they played, it was a great team effort. You know, a lot went into that um, victory, and that was it was it was uh, a huge day. It really helps, obviously, to get you back in the mix in recruiting. Um, you know, to have it be a rivalry game again, it allows you in recruiting. If it's just uh, you know, well, if you're just you know. Uh, the stepbrother then you've got a real problem as you go through times there so it's uh it was good to get that victory and uh the just the kids faces i mean i can still see them all sitting there right now and uh that what they went through through that victory and um it was it was an awesome day but it was really gives you belief in where you're going yeah. and what you're doing and how you're moving through time as you're trying to to get things flipped and that you know there's 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 games like that every single year and you know you go through the football season and there's these ups and downs and the backs and forths of every single year. The, pro- the key is that you stay in the moment, um, but you can learn from those big moments when you need to get those big moments. And, uh, you know, uh, for us, it's like now it's the, your big moments are, are bigger moments, if you will, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> bigger moments yep. are bigger. It's, it's, you get into a conference championship. You get into those scenarios to, you know, who, who you're playing in bowl games and all those things, which is awesome to be at. But, uh, you know, that those wins, like the BYU win, allowed us to be able to take those steps to get to the next step. Your reward for winning big games is having bigger games to win. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes, right? Exactly. Tell the kid all the time, hey, you made it a big game, so it's your fault. Get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a question over here. Go ahead, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking my question. Yeah. 
So, Coach, um, when we hired Coach Sanford mm-hmm. to run the uh, offense, I know he said that the, he was going to try and keep it similar to last year. Um, so there's one question I have. From last year, there was a couple successful plays on offense that, that uh, you know, were, were big gainers for us, with mostly being um, that reverse that we ran. There's some jet sweeps, just some plays running outside the tackles. Mm-hmm. It seems like we've kind of distanced ourselves from that. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason we're not running as much to the outside? Yeah, um, that's a good question. And, you know, our core run plays have been have been more within the core, that's for sure. Um, our ability to try to be able to stretch uh, the offenses has been uh, with the screen game more so than with the run game. Um, and uh, the exact reasoning for that, I, I couldn't really tell you other than they think that that's the best for the personnel groupings and where we're going. Um, obviously, we need to make the adjustments to our team to be able to help our offense be as good as we can be, whatever that may be. And um, it needs to happen. So whatever that may be, whether it's a fly sweep with... It's like you're reading, it's like you're reading their minds, but I'm not going to say that on the radio. So whether it's a fly sweep coming our way or whatever, so um, there's some interesting things there with that that goes. But uh, yeah, um, you know the play the, the 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 plays that we're always calling are the plays that we think are going to be the best for obviously that week and for that opponent. Um, but we are looking for absolutely more product for more production out of the offensive side of the ball, and we all know it needs to happen. Again, we don't hide from anything in the program. When it's good, we're going to say it's good. And when it's great, we're going to say it's great. And when it's not good enough, we're going to say it's not good enough. And on offense right now. It's not good enough. Um, and we, you know, the key, the other part of the offensive part that it really needs to improve is we need to stay on the field to help the defense. Um, there's teams in this country that on our defense has played two more games than they've played. Um, like a hundred more snaps than certain teams and that play different. And there's different styles. I get that. But, uh, you know, if, if you looked at just, for instance, if you looked at our offense right now, or excuse me, our defense right now, total snaps played versus the University of Utah. Look it up. Find it. I'll bet you you can find it before we're off there. I'll bet you we've played 100 more snaps on defense than they have. Now, they play different. I understand that. But we've got to stay on the field on offense to give the defense a chance to be able to compete. Um, and that's just – that's team football. Or go score and get seven points on the board, yeah. then we'll gladly jog back out there and go keep it going. You know, yeah. we've got we to we gotta get that rolling. And, you want to score in one play, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get it be an offense-defense deal. This team, we've been through that a little bit all right as a football team, and we can handle that. But, again, we're not going to hide from the facts of we, we need to have production. And, and that's not on the kids. That's on us as coaches to help them get where they need to be. And I'm the biggest part of that. That's me. I've got to help the offense get better. Take our final break, come back. We'll uh, wrap up this show and get you ready for some Aggie basketball coming up here in just about an hour from right now. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, final segment of the show. You're listening to the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Just a few minutes remaining, but... Kevin, you mentioned uh, home field advantage. This has been something that's worked really well for Utah State this, so far this year. Yeah, and I want to, want to come back and answer Coach's question before we leave as well. Uh, number of snaps. That, uh, yeah. an interesting because last week, 84 to 36 in terms of no, number of snaps. Yep. So when I look at this, the stats, Coach, home, you've won 10 in a row at home. Uh, you're averaging 44 points a game and on the road, 17. At home, 526 yards per, per game, 314 on the road. Uh, third down conversions, 45, almost 46% to 30% on the road. When you look at the stats, obviously playing at Maverick makes a difference. Now, you got Stony Brook in there that kind of skews that just a little bit, but, but talk about the home field advantage that uh, 
will maybe help you get healthy this week. Yeah, I think the home field advantage here is huge. We've played some you know really good people on the road. <laughs> That's one yep. thing that helps. That. But you know, that playing at home, the kids absolutely. Um, they love playing at home, you know, and you try to always make sure that, hey, going on the road and we're going to be together and we only get to do this six times guaranteed on the road and enjoy those times. But there's always just something special about playing at home, and there should be. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's been, you know, this year when our kids honestly can look up there and the weather that we've had in the last two home games and the crowd that's there, that juices you up now. That just shows you how much people truly care about you and your football team, and um, they're coming out there to be with you in, in absolutely 100%. Not, not just bad weather. It's been miserable right? I mean, yeah. it's like miserable weather to go sit in a football game, uh, let alone the kids out there playing. It's much easier to play in it than it is to sit there and, and, and watch it. Um, and this time, I bet you it's going to be nice weather. There probably won't be an empty seat in that place. So, you know, our kids are, are so just, you know, grateful to have Aggie Nation behind them. Um, it's crazy, you know, that uh, uh, from all of them, from the students to north side, east side, west side, it's all the way through there on the back side. I guess not really the north side, more the south side. <laughs> north north side is just kind of some offices sitting there with a few people in them. Um, that's where our families mostly sit. So, But it's, it's, a, it's a powerful place to play, and I've said it before, just the feeling walking in there in the environment when it, it, what it was for the new press box and the new sound system and the jumbotrons, it is a big, big-time football feel. And a lot of these pro scouts that I've known for years that you know have come back this year and they're for games. They say the same thing. They're like, Coach, this is this is crazy. Yeah, well, just wait till it's like this yeah. in this game, in this setting, in this scenario. And um, so I, I know our kids are grateful for our fans and on not just on game day, but uh, all day, every year, every day of the year. But on game day, it's a special, special place. And if you to take play. care of business at, at home, you become bowl eligible right there if you can win your your home games. So oh, no doubt, no doubt. I yeah, mean, that's a yeah, that's a huge yeah, part yeah, of the season. Yeah, yep, yep. We need to we need to keep it rolling at home and keep taking care of uh, our business and like I said earlier in the week worry about the Aggies that's yep. what we got to do right now is worry about the Aggies and uh, playing BYU this week we're looking forward to that well that wraps up another edition of the uh, Gary Anderson Coaches Show as the Aggies get set for their showdown against BYU Coach Quick Research Project yeah. uh, Utah 369 snaps in eight games this year defensively what do you have uh, Utah State up? 573 snaps in seven games for One your defense yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so there's the it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of reps for those kids a couple of games you as you back. Hang, hang in there D the ball's coming for you baby <laughs> <laughs> hey remember we're only 30 minutes away from kicking off your Aggie pregame show for basketball it's up next on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College on the Aggie Sports Network, this has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by Ford. Go further. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Wingers. They're freaking amazing. And by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.